Yeah. I love it. And and it's a song about self-reflection, uh, finding himself at the time. So and, I haven't uh, heard anything you've just said after fried chicken. Yeah, it was with <laughs> medium medium fries, and that was pretty much it, man. What? <laughs> I haven't heard... Like, how... Okay, right. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want to know? Did you did you other guys get it? Are we, are you it? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, yeah. Is, is it really? Yes. Is yeah, it going to fried chicken in that song? Yeah. 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 It, it's not a misheard you lyric. Love, you no. love a deep fried chicken, right? Chicken. Or something, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Martin. Yeah, no, you go and listen to this song. Is it called yeah. if Queen sang about fried chicken, didn't they? They sure did. Fried <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well. Music, baby, Hello and uh, good morning or good evening wherever you are in the world <laughs> and welcome to uh, Movies, Music and Madness, um, The Space Issue. Today, yeah, we're talking about outer space. You guys read that right, outer space and not as in like, you mm-hmm. know. Not, not inner space. Yeah. Joining me tonight um, are David and Glenn. Um, Ian should be joining us in a bit. And today's kind of a bit of a special episode in that I'm currently in London. So it's a transatlantic episode or a trans-Pacific episode or trans- Trans-world, mate. <laughs> the yeah. other side of the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and But via the, the miracles of modern technology, we're able to do this and, and bring this together. So, um, And um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be traveling around Europe, but I'm hoping to get on as many of these as I can. So um, we, we're going to kind of spread the word across some, several mm-hmm. different countries, hopefully, over the next, uh, next month or so as well. Beautiful. All right. So um, I think we're going to kick off tonight with the music. Um, as, as we often do. Yeah. So songs about space. What do you think, guys? There's, there's quite a lot of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge, huge number. Yeah. Seems to have been a, a popular subject through time and space, I guess. When I kind of look at the ones that certainly that I've picked, it, it, it's not something that's been like from a specific point in time, either, or a a specific decade. It's something that just kind of transverses and every decade seems to have songs about space and science fiction, really, or time travel as well. That seems to be a popular one. Mm. Um, So it's interesting that that's kind of been a theme or a recurrent theme that's just kind of carried on. Yeah. um, Glenn, do you want to start us off tonight? Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. No problem. Okay, what have I got to start with? I mean, this first one that I'm going to pick tonight is um, by a band that um, I've talked about in the past. Um, They had a couple of space-orientated ones um, um, on their first album. Um, Interstellar Overdrive was one of them and long sort of spaced-out jams, and they became sort of much to um, some of the band members it's like a band all about going to space and space as an inner space, but also taking you on a trip to the to um, the con- setting the controls to the heart of the sun type stuff. So the first one I'm going to pick tonight is Astronomy Domini, and it's from Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Thank you. 
Sid Barrett was in charge of the band at that time and penned that track. Um, a fabulous song of basically, or basically throwing a whole bunch of words together. And basically, I think it's most of the moons of Uranus um, that are actually <laughs> in this story there. Um, so rather, rather wacky and fun. Um, but with a hint of sort of creepiness to the whole thing as well, with the organ and the swirly um, um, guitar by Sid Barrett. It's really quite a joy. Um, live, it could take on a life of its own and last up to about 20 minutes at times at its longest. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's sort of generally ranged at about eight or nine minutes live. Um, so it certainly takes you on a trip and then, brings you back to earth again um, being frightened by those stars and moons etc and with some wonderful of its time psychedelic guitar from Sid yeah wonderful I, I never get sick of listening to it it's just a joy to listen to I think like like you said, the psychedelic guitar, right? It's just absolutely intertwined with that sci-fi thing, isn't it? Like, if you think of Bowie with, like, Space Oddity and stuff like that, you know, all of yeah. that it's kind of really strung out, weird guitar stuff, lots of echo, lots of reverb, the, the works on it. Um, mm. Definitely, yeah, I don't know if it was just the drugs at the time or what. But well, <laughs> there was, yeah, there was certainly that. I mean, they covered up the lack of being able to play by their um, constraints so they actually made up their own thing and that's mm. what it sounded like as opposed to hey we're really good musicians I don't think really good musicians could have possibly come up with that no I mean it's a jam at the end of the day when you listen to it you know and, and it was definitely a jam live when it got to like you know the yeah. 20 minute versions and stuff yeah is that the one that they used to is that the one they used to throw like the Doctor Who theme in somewhere in the middle or is that Oh, I think that's in one of these days, that one. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Pink Floyd, um, yeah, been always tagged with a space rock band, even though actually the subject matter is often <laughs> quite squarely all about people on this planet. So, yeah, um, fabulous track. Love it to bits. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that one. Um, okay, Dave, um, what have you got for us? group i've gone for uh is called k2 k2 were a canadian mm -hmm. rock band from the early 70s prog rock psychedelic rock that sort of stuff um <laughs> interest in their name comes from um and it's named after an ambassador called k2 from the an extraterrestrial confederation who visits earth with his companion robot gort in the film the day <laughs> the, earth, the day the earth stood still 
Ah, right. Um, um, so it has. There a, is. <laughs> sorry, it has a does very, just, very strong connection to this theme. Yeah, there's actually a Star Wars thing in there as well. Do you know about that? Oh, so, Star Wars, Beatles, you name it, mate. These guys have done it all. So there's a scene in that movie where the guy comes out of the ship and then the robot follows him down the stairs of the spaceship. Yeah. The yes, yes, and his, yes. And his, his greeting to, to planet Earth is Claytu, Barada, Niktu. Uh, and they ended up being three characters in Return of the Jedi. So there Correct, were three yeah. characters in there called Claytu, Barada, and Niktu. And that's where it yeah. came from. The um, Claytu's a skiff guard in Return of the Jedi on... I think all three of them are. Yeah, all three of them are. (laughs) It's, um, it's, uh, yeah. And then there's a Beatles reference because there had to be, they're known as the Canadian Beatles. What the hell? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) the song I've gone for, the song I've gone for, um, one that you will know well because it was covered a year later by um, a band that I didn't want to play. I didn't realize that this was a, that they did a cover, but theirs is probably the more famous version of what I'm about to play. Let's jump into this one. You'll know it as soon as you hear it, but the intro is super cool. Calling occupants of is the official <laughs> contact song for interplanetary crafts nice. did you know that it is yeah no no, no fun fact this, <laughs> this these guys are out there they are way ahead of their time um so this song was actually used they were ufo spotters in the mid 70s <laughs> mid to late 70s that firmly <laughs> believed that little green men and women were about to visit and so this was the song that was that was used as the theme song. And what you had to do is if you're a member of this secret society, you had to use your telepathic uh, energy to send the song <laughs> out to um, space. To Oh man. Yeah. How did that, how did that, how did that, how did that work out? <laughs> it's still going. It's still going. It's, yeah. Welcome Ian. Hey mate. Hey mate. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So um, I, I first heard that song. The Carpenters covered it. That's right. Yeah, I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Who? Yeah. What was the band? Okay. The band's called Clay Two. It's an early seventies, formed in seventy three, pro prog rock band out of mm. Canada that um, have they've got such a, a colourful history. Like Martin was saying, there's there's references to Star Wars. There was references to Beatles throughout their seventies career. <laughs> Sounds like so much fun. That's me, mate. Just nuts. There you go. Awesome, thanks. I never thought I'd hear um, a song that the Carpenters' version is actually heavier than the original. <laughs> it is, <isn't> it? <laughs> I think that says it all. The Carpenters got heavy on that one. <laughs> yeah, we should put a little bit of the carpent. 
Yeah, the fact that the carpet does cover that, yeah. That's it. Awesome. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Anything's possible. Anything's possible, man. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah, um, welcome in. Nice to see you, mate. Thank you, guys. Sorry, mate. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to go next with my first one. And I'm, I'm going with a song by a group called Zega and Evans. What? So, yeah, right. Zega and Evans. You've never heard of them? Well, no. You know, so this is, this is kind of my uh, my little homage to last week's episode of the One Hit Wonder, which I missed. So these guys were a one hit wonder. And not only were they a one hit wonder, they, they hold a special place in history in that they were the only band to ever have a number one in both the UK and the US and never chart again. Wow. So this really is a one hit wonder. It's one I used to, I can remember hearing on the radio as a kid, and it's kind of a creepy song. It's it's very kind of something unsettling about it. Um, and oh. it's called In the Year 2525. Oh. And it's almost like a it's almost like a chant, really, as you kind of listen to it. And it basically progresses through time mm. and how we as, as humans are, are screwing things up more mm. and more as we kind of get closer to the year 10,000. And that's kind of where the song ends up. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive they may find in the year 35 35 ain't gonna need to tell the truth tell no lies everything you think do and say is in the pill you took today in the year 75, 65, ain't gonna need no husband, won't need no wife. You pick your son, pick your daughter too. From the bottom of a long glass to Okay, change. Key change. Yeah, 75. I think I know where we're going with. Yeah, seriously. That long tube history reference freaks me out every time he gets to that. I'm like, Right. You're able to choose your son and daughter in a tube. It's like, oh, God, it's creepy. It starts, it sounds like John it's Wayne and a few mates around the campfire with some horses and shit. Yeah, it goes very kind of mm. cowboyish. Uh, desperado <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. It's a clever song, though. Clever. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that was also number one at the time of the moon landing. Wow, it was, the, it was the number one song at that time, um, wow. and obviously that definitely helped it. Uh, and it sold something like four million copies. So I mean, it was a huge hit at the time. But yeah, um, yeah they obviously transported themselves to the year ten thousand or something and disappeared off the planet. Um, yeah, but they'll yeah. be there. They'll be still there writing hits right yeah. now. 
telepathically. In the year 25, 25. <laughs> if those guys are still alive, yeah. It's a bit like yeah, old MacDonald. Someone... How many animals they can you have? They should do a sequel. They should do a sequel. Yeah. Or they also started putting out their good vibes into the universe and did get to 25, 25. Maybe. Awesome. Okay, Ian, what's your first one tonight? I'm sure you fellas will enjoy this. It's around about, I believe, 2005 it was released. So, yeah, check this out, guys. All flights for the moon, Mars, Jupiter, and the outer galaxies of Alpha Centauri. Under the pipe, the one by six seconds. I'm stranded on a spaceship hideaway, and something makes me think I'm here to stay. I'm so happy where I am. Feels good. I've journeyed to the other atmospheres. Beautiful. What a baseline. That's uh, the one and only JK, Jamiroquai, Jason Chatham. And yeah, that song appears on his Dynamite album, 2005. Didn't realise it was actually going to be on his Funk Odyssey album, 2001. They used the baseline for it, but they never cut it as a track. Um, it, but it does appear, apparently, on some of the rare... Um, demos that got released that got test the test pressings so i don't think he's really talking about anything in particular there that's scientifically interesting but who doesn't <laughs> like a good groove and a funky hat mm. right absolutely in a buffalo hat <laughs> in a buffalo hat yeah. <laughs> cowboys and buffaloes in astronomy it's gotta be something in it <laughs> <laughs> You hear it here for listeners. <laughs> That's it. That's it, listeners. We're bringing you the truth. <laughs> no conspiracy theories here. Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to so, bring yeah. you some. I'm going to bring you some truth now. Who's that tinfoil um, hat? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some truth from for you. Um, this is Gil Scott Heron, um, and this song is called "Whitey's on the Moon." A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me because Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. 
I think I'll send these doctor bills. Air mail special. To Whitey on the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole song. What was it called again? Uh, it's called <laughs> Whitey, Whitey on the Moon, and it's by Gil Scott Heron. Um, a sort of a beat, sort of almost like precursor to hip hop, um, sort of poet, really, with some a musical background, not generally huge musical backgrounds, and often social commentaries. Um, you know, David was saying, what a great time to be alive. But yeah, it depends on your point of view. <laughs> um, I can't afford the doctor, but Whitey's on the moon. So, yeah, we've all got problems. And, you know, they've just blown all the money and the Whitey's on the moon. So, yeah, I thought it was a really cool song um, and sort mm, of that sort that. of social commentary mm. of, you know, there's a lot of problems on Earth, but, yeah, we're, we're not worried about very, it. Very relevant still today. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's quite funny, except it'll be Whitey's on Mars. Um, (laughs) Well, it might be mixed. It might be mixed on Mars. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, interesting song. Yeah, it's brilliant. His stuff's really interesting. He also does an amazing song called The The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. Oh, Um, God, I can't listen to that. That's such a strong song. Have you heard heard that one before, have you? The Revolution Won't Be Televised? Yeah, well, Guy's a bit of a legend, so um, definitely check it out. Mm. And, yeah, that's my song, the second track. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Okay, Dave, you're up. What's new or second? See if you can figure this one out, right? Johnny Beard! Roll over Beethoven. Rocket, Rocket 69. Time machine? No. Is Next. Johnny be good? It is yeah, Johnny, Johnny be good. Johnny be good. About ten minutes ago. Why have I got it on here? Because yeah. <laughs> ah, there's a reason Chuck to Berry. everything. Chuck Berry was an alien. <laughs> In 1977, astronomer Carl Sagan oversaw the collection of a whole heap of stuff that was put onto a disc. And sent out on the Voyager spacecraft. Ah, it's one of them, is it? And this song was one of those songs, along with Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, 55 Languages, Saying Hello, all sorts of things, Mother Kissing a Child, all sorts of things, right? But Johnny Be Good from 1958, Chuck Berry was put on there. How cool is that? It's floating yeah, it's past awesome. Pluto now. It's like way out of the solar system. God knows what. Johnny's, yeah. Johnny's been good all over the solar system, but. I think that's just such a cool story. Again, I come back to that's just a that's just awesome. Someone did some yes. shit that's gone out to space. Awesome. Yeah, bro, that Chuck, love Chuck it. Berry. Chuck Berry, he gets everywhere. That guy, doesn't he? 
Oh, yeah, what, a riff. Yeah. what a riff. Taking a, taking a stroll along Mars. It's probably a good 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 reason why they didn't put my dingaling on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that can be with that picture of the naked guy on it, eh? And they could just point dingaling. Uh, <laughs> That's me, Martin. <laughs> Brilliant, love it. Okay, uh, I'm going to go a little bit more up to that. I'm going to go to 1998 for my next one. Yeah, we're going to do the Beastie Boys and a song called Intergalactic. Uh, and I have to say, the, the reason why I chose this one is not because of the song, which is, it's kind of cool and it's got it's got a good groove and stuff, but the video, man, oh man, the video is good. Um, the Beastie Boys really knew how to do a good, a good promo video. <laughs> um uh, and it's basically like a, a Godzilla pastiche um, with a guy basically dressed up as a, a breakdancing robot destroying a city <laughs> or kind of underneath yeah. it. Um, um, definitely we'll see if we can find a link for that and put it up on the, on the website. Um, yeah, so this is um, Intergalactic. Vocoder there. Um, mm. I think they actually hit the lowest note you can probably hit with a vocoder in that song. It's just like, Whoa. it's way down there. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, as I say, like the song's okay, and it sounds like every other Beastie Boys song, let's be honest. And it's exactly the yeah. same beat. The Beastie Boys use the same beat on yeah. every single song. It's a good beat, though. Um, it is a good beat. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to use one yeah. beat. That's a good beat. If they broke, yeah, if they broke. Um, and they always had that kind of thing where at the end of every every line they kind of all chime in on the last word of the of the line as well. It's very much like they kind of trademark sound. Um, but yeah, it, as I say, the video is great fun um, and it's well worth like five minutes of your time watching the video. Uh, so intergalactic. There you go. Nice. All right, uh, Ian, you got your last one for us. Oh, sorry, no, your oh, second one. I do. I've got a second one here. This is a little beauty. Well. I say that, um, yeah, until I actually, until I read what it was about. Oh no, that's the worst thing oh, you can do. Isn't that the worst thing you can ever do? Go on Google for anything. So yeah, I actually found out it's quite a negative song, and I've got a brain tumor. Um, no, <laughs> that was Google. Um, no, let, let me just tell you tell you about this song because it um, <clears throat> it's actually a very very negative song yeah it was written about before i tell you who it was and all that sort of stuff but 
basically, yeah, the song written about uh, the group's father who who abused some of the kids in the family and stuff. It was really deep, man. Um, cracking song. I mean, you'll love it. Just let me put it on for you right now. song all right it's it's a cracking album what's the story morning glory i mean oasis got slammed for being shit and overplayed tell you what you go back to those that album and uh the one after it mm, i think the one before it i reckon eh? was it before it what was that called yeah definitely definitely maybe definitely maybe yeah and man. two really good albums i mean yeah they are they're bloody good but apart yeah from, apart from wonderball Wonderwall, and it and it does. It's hard to digest, but I think if you can get past the Wonderwall, they are damn good albums. But Champagne oh. Supernova, you mm. know, Supernova star related. Mm. I think it's actually a drink of all things. Oh, it's really? A, a drink that's made up of like a cocktail with cocaine around the edge of the glass. Oh, and, um, I don't I know. They it, did such heavy subject matter. <laughs> I think Liam, yeah, I think Liam named it. Basically, that was his way of uh, describing his addiction when he started getting addicted to hard drugs to Jeez. get away from all that sort of abuse and stuff. Yeah, you would never think, right? No, no. I didn't think they were that deep. But they you are. might change your opinion on the old Oasis. Oh, good, good work, Noel. Noel's a good songwriter. Absolutely. Again, just like... um. Uh, the Beastie Boys use the same beat. They kind of use the same riff. Same riff and chords. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. It does, eh? It does indeed. All right. Third and final one tonight, uh, taking us back to 1994. Um, sort of, again, like Ian just had with lots of guitars, the Champagne Supernova. I've got a guitar-driven band here with probably their massive mega hit um, of, the, of that year for them. Um, this one's called Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Stood a rain, cold and damp, steal the warm wind's tired friend. Times are gone for honest men, sometimes far too long for snakes. In my shoes, walking sleep, in my Black hole 
majestic black hole sun by Soundgarden. Yeah, it's got that big, scungy, sort of slow oh. heaviness to it. That's a fucking um, good song. It is, isn't it? I, <laughs> I, back, I, doesn't it? I absolutely good... adore yeah, that totally. song so much. Um, I don't actually know what the lyrics are about. Um, I think the only sort of space theme reference is the fact that it's Black Hole Sun, <laughs> the all in space. Hey, hey, it's plenty of, it's plenty, mate. It it's better than my Chuck, Chuck Berry. <laughs> you know, like this Black Hole Sun, I think it swallows you up. Things are not good. It's sort of like depression and stuff like that. Maybe that's what it's about. All I know is it's epic. It's about five and a half minutes long with a huge guitar outro with Kim Thale just you know, and, and band just gone for a day. So um, I'd think it's a magic song. Um, lots of, yeah, spacey guitar as well. I think, well, some spacey. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I bought the album on the basis of that song. I remember hearing it on the radio back when radio was a thing. And you, I was like transfixed. I was like, who is that band? What is that band? Mm. Um, and then I remember requesting it and having to wait for the whole hour to go past for it to come on. Um, couldn't find the CD single and ended up buying the album. And that was probably the heaviest record I bought for ever. Um, and it was like, holy shit, this is much heavier than, you know, the old... Um, Pink Queen live at Wembley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. um, the album's a real trip. It's it's way too long. Um, however, it, it's <laughs> kind of their psychedelic album, CDs, I suppose. CDs. Yeah, but um, yeah, what, it was certainly heavy. Um, heavy um i thought it was magic so that song's still a delight um the music clip video is creepy um yeah i think it's an absolute classic and with one of the greatest folk one of the greatest vocalists ever which is um chris cornell mm, yeah brings back awesome. memories of the 90s that definitely oh very much so very it. much so as ian said it's a pretty effing good song mm. Oh, it is a, an effing good song. It is. It's epic. Yeah, you're right. I, mm. Sorry, I can't keep talking about it. <laughs> just awesome. keep going. Just turn yourself on mute, but keep going. <laughs> you just keep going. Dave, do you want to carry on for us while Glenn waxes the record? <laughs> uh, I, I've gone for something um, similar sort of. So 96. What was your one, Glenn? 93, wasn't it? So, yeah. 94, yeah. 94, okay. Yeah. Similar sort of, yeah, but very different genre. So I've gone for, um, okay, one for the girls, because I think they've all been blokes up until now. And one for the girls, Tori Amos, who I um, have um, a few of her albums. I don't have mm -hmm. this album. This song she wrote up, uh, wrote while going through a breakup with Eric Rose, who was the co-producer for her first two albums. She was in her hotel room in Phoenix, Arizona in 94. Um, she's doing it. She was touring for her second album, Under the Pink. 
Um, she couldn't get in touch with him. Obviously, things weren't going very well, and she was trying to get hold of him. Um, he wouldn't pick up the phone. So she's um she's living a dream at this stage. She's touring throughout the world, selling out every single venue, um, two massive records, string of hits. Um, but she was uh she was in a very dark place. Um she obviously, you know, the relationship had gone um gone sour and she was struggling to deal with it all. No one's picking up the phone. Guess it's me and me and this little masquerade. She's ready to confess all the things that I never thought that she could feel. Had Jupiter, nothing's been the same. So are you gay? Are you blue? Thought we both could use a friend to run to. And I thought I wouldn't have to be with you. Something new. Sometimes I breathe you in And I know you know And sometimes you take a swim I found you riding on my wall If my heart's soaking wet Boy, your boots can leave a mess Hey, Jupiter Nothing's been the same So are you gay? Are you blue? Thought we both could use a friend to run So that's Hey Jupiter from The Boys from Palais, I think is the album. I am. Yeah, not one I've got, but I do like that song a lot. And I love that, mm. um, that little change in chords in there, some unusual chords. I think they're all in uh, flats. I think she's playing all in flats. But yeah. There you go. Nice. Um, right. So for my last one tonight, I'm going back a bit further again. So 1964. Ooh. Well, from this this version of the song is 1964. The original was in, it was written in the 50s. Um, oh, this is probably the most famous version of it. Um, so this is uh, Frank Sinatra with "Fly Me to the Moon." Um, Interestingly enough, um, I just I, I was reading a bit of background on this, and um, the song was originally was originally written in a different time signature. It was written in three four, so it was originally like "Fly me to the moon and let me sing among the stars." It's this oh. kind of groove, but Awkward. Quincy Jones got hold of it. Quincy Jones rearranged it and turned it into four four, and it's the version that kind of stuck. Um, and it was originally called, in other words, it wasn't called "Fly me to the moon." Um, but yeah, this is about you know, it's, it's a spacey song, definitely. So let's play a bit of uh, Flammy to the Moon, please, Dave. You know, I, I was surprised when you chose this. I thought you wouldn't choose a song that you teach. What, because I'm sick to death of it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I actually, I thought you might have chose something from Holtz, the, um, the planets. Planets? Yeah, I thought you might have gone from something from that. You guys have heard of that, eh? Yeah, I'm not that cultured. 
he's been in England for five minutes and he's lost his shit. That's it. <laughs> Love it. It's gone. All right. All right. Better, yeah, let, let's get this thing right. Better blue eyes. Here we go. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I love you. My favorite Sinatra song. I love it. Definitely. I yeah. want to know. Do we know who who the band was playing? Um, I think it was Quincy Jones's band. Yeah, his orchestra. Was, so yeah. you got to you got to you got to um, definitely admire Sinatra's. Even if you don't really like him him singing, he's always got a sharp ass band behind him. Mm hmm. The, Good the thing I would, Shut the up. thing I say about Sinatra, okay, he, so he didn't have the best voice, but what he did have was just impeccable phrasing, the way that he kind of like delivered the lyrics, and this is why whenever I'm teaching this song to a student, I say to them, go and listen to Frank singing it and play it like you're singing it, like Frank singing it, because I hear it a billion times and it's like dun 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 dun, and if you play it straight, it's basically when you wish upon a star. It's it's very oh. very nursery rhymey that melody. Mm. But as soon as you start kind of playing around with it, doing the phrasing a bit more, it, it comes to life. Um, so very much so, yeah. So I don't think, you know, I think people within like that jazz and swing kind of field totally get it. But it, sometimes it's something that other people kind of don't really pick up on. But if you listen to the way that he he does the phrasing on it, where he puts his pauses in, it's impeccable. Spot on. Yeah. He's more, he's more than just a set of blue eyes, that man. Mm -hmm. Tell you that. He's OG. He gangster. Absolutely. Quite, quite li literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Ian, what is, what's your last one for us? This song, in the last two weeks, I have been absolutely going back and digging this band. Really, really enjoying this stuff. And it was recorded in 2001. It was their lead single from the album. And I'm sure you know it when I play it. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her like summer and walks like rain reminds me that there's a time to change hey, 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 hey. 
namaste on the moon She listens like spring and she talks like June It's a crashing song. It's by a band called Train, if you don't know. Uh, the song's called Drops of Jupiter. And I've been listening to some of their stuff. I've been really getting into their albums. They're not one-trick ponies. They had two massive hits. You had them on the show Correct. not long ago, right? Yeah. 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 And honestly, when it just if you if you like that song, just please take the time and, and Spotify an album of theirs because um, they're, they're really, really, really good. The band's really, really good. I don't know why they never got sort of more accolade for what they who they are, but that song's great. It just he talks about as it goes through. It's a real great story with, and he mentions fried chicken and all sorts of stuff. But um, <laughs> he's it's actually a song when you when you hear it, it's, it sounds like he's talking about it. He's referencing a, a woman, a lady, and he's saying you know she's been to the moon and back. And it's actually the song was written about him, uh, but from a different perspective. But um, which is real easy to do when you write songs and poetry, or whatever it can be anything. Mm. But um, yeah. I love it, and and it's a song about self-reflection, uh, finding himself at the time. So and, I haven't uh, heard anything you've just said after fried chicken. Yeah, it was with <laughs> medium medium fries, and that was pretty much it, man. What? <laughs> I haven't heard like how? <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What do you want to know? <laughs> did you did we you either just, get it? Are we, are you still, yeah, yeah. Is, is, yeah. Is, is, really? Yes. Is yeah. It, it's the fried chicken in that song. Yeah. 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 It, it's not a misheard lyric. You no. love the deep fried chicken, right, chicken. or something, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Martin. Yeah, no, you go and listen to this song. Is it called, yeah. Queen sang about fried chicken, didn't they? They sure did. Fried <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've heard of fat, fat bottom girls. Oh, right. Put fried chicken in a song. <laughs> fat bottom girls. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Correct. <laughs> now we've worked out the formula. Oh, okay. That's it. Food episode <laughs> coming <laughs> up. Food episode. <laughs> mm. Drops of Jupiter train. Go and listen to it. Go and buy the album. Go on, dear. You splash mm. out. Tight kit. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Whoever's listening. <laughs> Not Dave. <laughs> I think all of us actually buy records. And like, who, who is he talking to? Probably my brother. <laughs> he listens to this show. <laughs> uh, nice one. Go on. Oh, fantastic. Hey, look, I think we're just about there for this uh, this week then. That's that's awesome on our space-themed songs. Um, join us for part two where we do our movies. Um, see you soon. In the year 3535, ain't gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do and say is in the pill you took today. In the year 4545, ain't gonna need your teeth 
Daughter, too, from the bottom of a long glass. 